The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Hey guys, you're listening to the In the Blood podcast. I am your host, AC Bergen Fisher, and thank you so much for listening, whether you are a new or returning listener. I'd like to invite you to find a quiet place where you consider what's being shared with an open mind and a receptive heart. Before we begin, though, the following disclaimer. I am not a therapist, and nothing presented here should be considered as therapy. If you feel that therapy would be beneficial, please seek out a licensed therapist who you trust. So I've spoken a lot over the the years about the benefits I have seen from years of therapy. And I've also, and I have in the past, I will continue to do in the future, um, encourage anybody who has access to a therapist to take advantage of those services. I mean, there's so much good stuff that you can take out of ongoing therapy. There's so much that can be taken even from just a a single session, even if it's like, um, you know, like an emergency intervention session, whatever the case it may be with a, um, with a, with a qualified licensed therapist, obviously somebody with whom you have chemistry, somebody with whom you have trust. I think one of the things that often holds people back from getting in touch with a therapist is, you know, that idea that, Hey, I've had some bad experiences with therapy before. Or somebody I know has, you know, convinced me for whatever reason based on their experiences that maybe this isn't something I want to look into. Maybe it's a misunderstanding of what therapy is and isn't. Um, if, if these are the types of concerns you have, don't hold yourself back just because of these unanswered questions. Reach out to a, a, a local therapist. I think. I I can't speak for all of them, but there's a good number of them which would be happy to give you like a a, a free limited time consult just to see if they are a good fit for you. If their therapy model sounds like something that that would work for you, just, you know, don't don't sit there hesitating because of the I don't knows about the situation. Just. You know, pick up the phone, send an email, reach out on social media, however, the local therapist prefers to communicate however you prefer to communicate I, I i in my experience they make it quite easy to get in touch in ways that work for you so by all means do that if at all possible i know that you know some people will hold back from reaching out to a therapist because i mean there's you know there's often scheduling concerns we get caught up in the the responsibilities of day-to-day life i mean maybe it's work um could be dealing with family issues parenting could just be lack of energy could be a lot of things i understand that like not everybody can set themselves up with therapy so the, the question then is you know what, what do i do do i sit here thinking man this sucks this is overwhelming. I need help. I have no help. I'm, I'm going at this alone. These are all honest things to think. They're all honest things to say. 
I don't know that you are necessarily as stuck in these as it might feel that you are. You know, and if you are one of these people that for whatever reason you, you can't access therapy, you know, I think it, it, it may help to think what are some of the benefits of getting therapy and can I manage any of these without a therapist? And of course, there are probably dozens of reasons why somebody might seek out therapy. There's dozens of benefits, if not more, of of seeing a therapist, getting therapy. But I want to focus on like the, the the top five from my perspective, anyways. I mean, your list may differ, but I mean, me not being a therapist, I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm not here to tell you how to manage. I'm here to you know offer insights based on personal experience, maybe share some insights, make suggestions about how you might want to navigate the process. Maybe the things that I bring up will bring up questions that are better fitting for you. They might inspire a different thought process than the one that you have been engaged in. Maybe you can answer some of these questions better for you than I can answer them for you. I don't know. But I think, you know, like the the first benefit that I've seen from engaging in long-term therapy is learning coping skills. You know, some of these coping skills have been ones where it's like, okay, I'm going through like a rough patch. I need to figure out like how to navigate, how to manage me in the midst of this rough patch. Some of these coping skills are things more related to ongoing issues, issues that are not likely to end soon, if at all, you know, and when, when looking at these types of coping skills, what do they look like? How do I figure out what they are? How do I even identify like what it is that I'm trying to cope with? What it is that I'm supposed to manage? What are my triggers? You know, what actually makes me tick? Where is this stuff coming from? I mean, there's so many questions that we have to ponder. And I think that the, the more time we spend pondering this stuff, the more time we, we spend turning a critical eye inward, the, the more likely we, we are to find out the, the, the root causes of like what our day-to-day -day issues are. And when, once we identify what those root causes are, then it's like, okay. Now we got something substantial we can work with. You know, like if I think back on on childhood, there was a lot of times when I felt like I had a lot to say. I felt like there were, there were things I needed to express and I had hoped that the people I was trying to express to would have been receptive, supportive, loving, considerate compassionate, kind, any of these things. What I found was not that. And quite often, it was made clear that, you know, my, my silence was really preferred to me expressing myself. There were times where I was just outright told, you know, shut up. And obviously, experience like that, they, they, they sting. And that's not the kind of sting that just goes away one day when you grow up. It's the kind of thing where in adulthood, 
I mean, I'm, I'm 50 years old now. And even at this, I would say maybe like advanced stage of adulthood, there are times where I am feeling like I'm not heard. I'm feeling like I want to express myself and I'm confronted with the frustration of trying to express to somebody who's not interested either in the moment or in general. Maybe somebody who's dealing with their own stuff just tells me in their own way, you know what, shut up. I can't deal with this right now. My impulse reaction is to lash out in ways that, you know, childhood version of me might have. Because in that moment, I'm not a 50-year-old man who's dealing with somebody who's saying, like, I can't deal with this right now. I'm a child who is sitting there thinking, why don't you want to hear me? Why am I not important? Why don't you love me? What I've uncovered in therapy is that that initial reaction, I mean, that that's something I can't always control, right? I mean... With with time, with practice, I can develop the discipline to maybe, you know, like temper that reaction a little bit, calm it down. But at the end of the day, even if I can't really calm down that emotional response, that emotional reaction, I can learn how to maybe modify the behavior associated with, with that emotional reaction. You know, like an emotional reaction doesn't have to turn into a verbal one. It doesn't have to turn into a physical one, whatever the case may be. I can take a moment to compose myself and then check in with the other person and say, hey, you know, like, why is it that you don't want to hear me right now? They may have a really good reason for that. They may not even realize how triggered I am in the moment. And if I've given them the opportunity to say, look, it, it's not that I don't care about you. It's not that I don't care about what's going on with you right now. It's just right now I'm tired. I'm distracted. I've got my own stuff going on. I do want to be here for you. I just don't know how right now, which is fine. It may be that they just don't understand where you're coming from. And because they don't understand, you know, they just, their, their natural impulse may be to shut down because they don't want to look or feel stupid. A lot of people don't want to look or feel stupid. They're not being intentionally unsupportive or unloving. They're not trying to tell you that, that you suck. Their non-response, their inability may be more of a reflection of them than it is on you. And again, like I've learned through years of therapy, like how to deal with this stuff. But I mean, what I've, learned ironically through years of therapy is how I didn't need years of ther therapy to learn this. These are things that if I had identified early on, okay, like the reason that I'm reacting this way to this person as an adult, it's not because I'm reacting to the situation that's right in front of me. I'm reacting to like 101 situations that resemble it that happened over the course of the other years of my life. And this person that's sitting across the table from me is bearing the full brunt of every disappointment, every nasty comment, every jerk who ever told me to shut up. They're on the hook for all of that, which isn't fair for me. And so I've got to stop and think, okay, is my problem with this person or is my problem with the unresolved issues with every person that came before this person? Again, your particular situation will be different in in the sense of like what your individual details are, how specifically you want to like 
pump the brakes a little bit and figure out like how do you calm yourself down but even if you can't afford a, a, a therapist i mean like just spend a bit of time write some notes take take notice of what types of situations land you in a frame of mind that you don't like being in like what what's led you there what do you see as the moment that set you off don't be afraid too to ask the people in your life hey like what have you noticed about me in these kinds of situations like i feel like this is the tipping point for me and what i've learned is that like when i go and ask others this question quite often they'll tell me oh no the tipping point wasn't where you thought it was i could see you tipping like three steps earlier this is like super, super valuable insight too. These are the kinds of things that, that really, really help us figure things out. Because if you think about it, like the people that are in your inner circle, they have really, really good reason to invest in your ability to navigate them. If they can help you become easier for them, don't you think that they're going to want to help if you give them a chance? So I would encourage you to do that. Um, as far as, you know, other situations other coping skills you know like again like i said at the top i don't want to tell you how to think i'm not in the position to do that but you know it, if i can inspire you to start looking at, at situations a little bit differently so you can like figure out what your coping skills need to look like then yeah please do that another thing that like i've gained from years of therapy is improving the ways i interact with other people and this is kind of a big one because I found that more often than not, the way I interact with others, it has a lot more to do with what's going on inside of me than it has to do with them and maybe their behavior. And one of the biggest changes I've made to the way I approach my interactions with other people's is adopting a philosophy that I, I think anybody who's listened to me on podcasts over the years you've heard me say this over and over and over again it's not an easy thing to live by but it is an important thing i believe to live by and i think everybody should try to put this at the center of how they live their lives and that is the idea that offense is taken it's not given okay and, and i really want you to stew on that for a minute because it would be easy for people to hear that and think, hey, this guy is just trying to give himself permission to be a jerk to others. That's not at all what it means. What it means is when somebody says something or does something that you don't like, that you can't handle, I think human nature for the most part is to go straight to the question of why are they doing this to me? Where I think a more valuable question is, why am I reacting this way? You know, whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying, even if they're trying to trigger you, you're not obligated to respond. You know, you're not a puppet. You're not, you're not under their control unless you have surrendered that control to them. And I found that like the more I indulge in this way of thinking offense is taken it's not given the more i'm forced to think you know what like taking personal responsibility is a more valuable exercise than assigning blame because more often than not 
no matter how wrong the other person is, no matter how much at fault they are, you have probably mishandled something on your end, even if the only thing you have mishandled is that you have lost control of your emotions in in the, the, the heat of the conflict. Even if your words and your actions, there was no room to improve those, there probably was room to improve your your reactions improve your thought patterns in your silence in your inaction you know th this is all like the the kind of stuff that's going to help you interact even if you're dealing with somebody who's like a real jerk um first and foremost i mean i i want to i want to clarify that i i'm not suggesting that anybody tolerate abuse and it's not your fault if you're being uh, abused. If you're being abused, get yourself into a safe situation as soon as humanly possible. Abusers aren't likely to change up their behavior just because your feelings are hurt and just because you've asked them to stop. Protect yourself, of course. Protect yourself. But outside of these abusive situations, you know, try to figure out, like, okay, like, how could I have handled myself differently? You know, maybe it's a case of you reacted poorly, even if it's inside your own head, because you had set unrealistic expectations, which led to unmanageable disappointments. You know, like if you know that certain people aren't capable of certain things, well, then maybe stop going to them expecting these certain things, you know? diversify your friendship portfolio if, if that's what you have to do i mean there's a lot of different ways to to, to manage and again I, i'm just giving you little samples of like things that i have learned in therapy that have helped me in the long term with improving my interactions with others you of course you have your own relationships you've got your own personality and you're going to have your own ways of finding out like how you can improve the way you navigate other people and you you really don't need a therapist to help you a, a, a therapist is definitely gonna make this process easier but the self-serve options can be just as effective if you're dedicated to um if you're dedicated to the process and also remember too i mean like if you want to learn how to improve the way you interact with others there the, the feedback of these others is actually valuable as well because, I mean, like, if you find that, like, hey, every time I try to talk to so-and-so, they just, like, they find excuses not to meet up for coffee. There's nothing wrong with just, like, a direct question. Like, hey, it's like, is there a reason why you never want to meet up with me? Like, please tell me. Because if I'm bothering, if I'm doing something that's bothering you, like, I need to know. I don't want to, like, lose a valuable relationship because of something that's unspoken. Make it clear to them that... Your reactions are not going to be harsh, that you are genuine and sincere in wanting to know, like, okay, how can I make this easier for both of us? Like, I want to get along with you. You matter to me enough for me to ask these difficult questions. Can you please show me that I matter enough to you to answer these questions in an honest way? Even if you're worried it might hurt my feelings, you remind them. You know, going back to offense is taken, it's not given. Remind them that this is like the way you're trying to approach the world moving forward. Yes, maybe I've had a history of reacting harshly in the past, but I'm like, I've made a determined effort to turn over a new leaf. And the biggest step I'm taking there is to 
open myself up to more processes to to more um positive influences by instead of like putting a shield up around my fragile emotions i'm saying hey my emotions are my responsibility they're not your responsibility please trust me enough to handle myself just like i'm trusting you to offer me the truth and i would wager that over the course of time, people will learn that, you know what, they, they can be honest with you. Don't expect like immediate overnight changes. I mean, nothing worth doing is easy and nothing worth doing is going to yield immediate results. Usually, I should say. <laughs> I hate speaking in absolutes, but I mean, I, I catch myself doing it sometimes. But but yeah, you know, like. And ask for feedback. I mean, it's just like, you know, a business. I mean, they would ask for customer feedback. I think as a, as a friend, it doesn't hurt to ask for relationship feedback. Don't wait until there's a conflict. Check in with people when everything's going well. As you know, like, wouldn't you rather like have a, a, a calm and rational discussion about the truth instead of screaming the truth at each other when nobody's hearing that truth anyways? That's my thought on it anyways. You know, one of the other benefits of long-term therapy is figuring out ways to increase happiness. You know, I, I think when you start developing productive coping skills, you start improving on the ways you relate to other people. Your levels of happiness, they have a funny way of just increasing because, I mean, if you're managing yourself and you're managing the way you bounce off of other people... That's a big, big piece of the puzzle right there as far as, okay, I, I've eliminated these things that have been interfering with happiness. And not only have I eliminated the things that are interfering with the happiness, but I've actively begun to promote my own happiness through my relationships with others and with self. I, I, I don't really feel like I need to dwell on this one too long because I, I think most of you, if not all of you, probably just get it like <laughs> how, how much more can a guy possibly say on this you know it kind of takes me into like the the next big benefit of of therapy which again these self-serve options will definitely lead you here which is figuring out how to become more productive you know if you're more productive in the way you manage yourself, you know, like if you have a, a tough situation come up and you're solving the solvable problems and you're putting on the back burner the unsolvable problems, you are managing your your reactions, you are figuring out how to cope in ways that are just easier on you. Learn how to just generally navigate life in a way that's solution oriented. That's. um focused on just keeping yourself balanced in whichever way matters most to you. You can't help but become more productive. Because again, I mean, just like these things that we've talked about before, like they, they interfere with your ability to be happy. They also interfere with your ability to be productive. And I would, again, wager that a person who is more happy is necessarily going to be more productive. 
And, you know, you think, I mean, even if you yourself as an individual, you you still struggle. I mean, like, I'm a good example of that. I mean, I've got some health issues that, you know, they, they, they interfere with my energy levels. They really do. They, when I'm, when I'm tired, when I'm lacking energy, I don't manage me as well as I would like to sometimes, but because I've cultivated healthier relationships, I've cultivated a a stronger support system. So in those times where I can't really carry myself super well, I've got people around me that will lift me up, that will carry me. I mean, I had one friend even tell me, like, she's willing to drag me until I'm able to walk on my own. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you get when you improve your relationships with others and when you've established, like, a good credit rating for yourself as far as what kind of friend you are, what kind of person you are, how you are not going to react harshly to honest feedback, how you try to avoid taking offense or you never accuse people of giving offense, you know, like this all like it it feeds into like all of the good stuff in life. You're going to be happier. You're going to be more productive, which, you know, lands me on the, the, the last big, big benefit that I have seen and continue to see through ongoing therapy, which again, all is linked into these self-serve options that we've been talking about for, for the last half hour or so is that your stress levels, my stress levels, they, they reduce because you know, you think of what are the things that stress us out? Okay. There's, there's only two types of problems in, in this world, two types of issues that all of us face. There's the issues that we can resolve you know, the problems we can solve and there's the issues that we can't resolve the problems that we can't solve. You know, there's the, the questions that have answers and there's the questions that don't have answers. If we spend our time dealing with the situations that we have influence over, it's empowering because you're making progress, you know, when we're fighting up against these things that we have no influence over, you know, I kind of look at it like, okay, if I'm trying to like go for a swim, Hey, swimming is nice. Feels good. But if I'm swimming in the river and I'm trying to swim up against the current, I'm getting nowhere. First of all, because like, I'm not strong enough to fight the current. I certainly don't have the capacity to change the flow of the current. So, I mean, if I'm trying to like swim up river, I'm getting nowhere fast. Well, at least I'm, I'm not getting where I want to fast. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere, but that somewhere is I'm going to be exhausted and I'm probably going to drown and that's going to be the end of me. You know, whereas when I'm focused on like things I can influence, you know, if I'm going with the current, I can influence my speed. First of all, you know, all I got to do is like basically tread water. The current will carry me down river. That's cool. I, if I'm going with the current again, I have a much better chance of navigating myself to one shore or the other, where if I need to just step away from the process for a while, I, if nothing else, I can just like rest up a little bit. I can step out of that river. And if like my destination that I need to be in is like upriver, 
you know, maybe standing on the shore for a little while, I realized, okay, I can't influence the current of the river. I've been attacking this problem, this issue from one direction the whole time, and it's been exhausting me. It's been killing me. And really, I need to just take a, a step away so I can consider a different perspective, a different route, a different solution. And what I'll quickly realize standing on that shore is I've been trying to swim against that current and exhausting myself for like an hour now. My muscles ache and this is stupid when really all I needed to do was like float myself downriver away from the destination a little bit so I could navigate to the shore so that I could get up on dry land where I can comfortably walk the five minutes to the destination I was trying to get to that whole time. And when I arrive, I'm going to arrive in 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 good shape i'm not going to be exhausted i'm not going to be half dead i'm not going to be stressed out i'm going to be empowered by the idea that i did it i'm going to be confident that the next time i find myself fighting a current i'm going to be able to find my way out of that one too I'm going to understand that no matter how overwhelming it was in that moment, it didn't kill me. And when I'm taking an honest look backward, I'm going to realize that all these situations that I thought were going to kill me, they didn't. I'm still here. I'm still here. And when you realize that all these things that you thought were going to kill you, they didn't. All these things that you thought you couldn't solve, you did. All these things that you had no influence over, you didn't waste your time on it. How are you going to be stressed out about things that come up in the future? You're going to look at these things, you're going to say, okay, yes, this problem has a solution. Maybe I don't know what that solution is right now, but I'll find it. This other problem over here, that's not something I can influence. This isn't a problem I can solve. Maybe, you know, it can't be solved, period. Maybe I can't solve it alone. Maybe this is the kind of situation where I need to throw out a lifeline and call a friend and say, help. But however you're going to approach that, I promise you, you're going to be doing so in a far less stressed out frame of mind. Anyways, I think that is a good place to, to to leave things for today. So just, you know, think about the stuff we've talked about. You think about those benefits of therapy. I mean, maybe, maybe your list of things is, is different. You think about like, okay, what are the things that you're hoping to resolve in therapy? What are the things that you're hoping a therapist will bring to the situation? And I'm, I'm talking reasonable things, not like I'm expecting the therapist to fix me. That's not the therapist's job. The therapist's job is to help you figure out how to navigate you, to make suggestions, things like that. You can talk to friends. Talk to friends that have been to therapy. I mean, people that have been to therapy, hey, they like talking about the things they learned. It's exciting. It's exciting for them. Your local library has books. They cost nothing. It's a little bit of investment in time. And hey, maybe you don't have like three hours a day to dedicate to studying a book, but I mean, everybody's got 10, 15 minutes on the toilet. Sounds kind of gross, but we've all got that time. Instead of checking out social media, 
check out ways to make your own existence healthier, happier. Talk to your family members. Ask them how you're doing. Ask them how you can do better. Have that conversation. Because when these people realize that, hey, you're, you're trying to like do better for them, more often than not, I think they're going to try to do better for you as well, which is going to make you more supported. It's going to make you more productive, more happy. It's going to help you to cope better. You're going to realize that, you know what? You're not unloved. You're not alone. You're not misunderstood entirely. You have value. Till next time, friends. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Much love.